welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host, Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Zempel Oper in Dresden, Germany. This will be our last episode for this season, and we wanted to do something special. So this will be our first Russian episode with a video tutorial. Ekaterina Zapiga-Klein leads us through the text to Olga's aria from Yevgeny Onegin, talking about devoicing consonants, palatalized consonants, and what happens when a soft sign meets a vowel that starts with a J-glide. The podcast will start back up again at the end of August. For anyone attending the Classical Singer Convention this month in Boston, don't forget that my partner in crime, François Germain, will be there representing the diction police and giving a masterclass on French diction, and he'd love to see you all there. For more information about Ekaterina Zapega-Klein, François Germain, or for the accompanying PDF of this text, which includes an IPA transcription along with the poetic and word-for-word -word translations, please visit DictionPolice.com. You can also follow the Diction Police on Facebook or Twitter at Diction Police. Tchaikovsky himself wrote the libretto for his opera Yevgeny Onegin, but he used portions of the original Pushkin story verbatim. The complicated rhyme scheme of the original text was so unique that it became known as the Anyegin stanza, or the Pushkin sonnet. In Olga's aria, which comes up very early in the opera, while her elder sister Tatiana reads a book, Olga talks about how she just wants to enjoy life and enjoy being young. Ах, Таня, Таня, всегда мечтаешь ты, а я так не в тебя, мне весело, когда я пенья слышу. Уж как по мосту мосточку, по калиновым досочкам. Я не способна к грусти томной. Я не люблю мечтать в тиши. Или на балконе ночью темной вздыхать, вздыхать, вздыхать из глубины души. Зачем вздыхать, когда счастливо мои дни юные текут? Я беззаботна и шаловлива. Меня ребенком все зовут. Мне будет жизнь всегда, всегда мила, И я останусь, как и прежде, Подобно ветреной надежде, Резва, беспечно, весела. One of the issues when it comes to Russian is that certain consonants will de-voice, they'll unvoice, like this, the, well, it looks like a B, which is really a phonetic V to us, when it comes in front of an unvoiced consonant, it'll end up being an unvoiced F, right? Richtig. Es wird weich, wenn der Konsonant danach auch weich ist. Also stimmlos. Yeah. Right. It will be unvoiced when the consonant after it is also unvoiced. Всегда oder не в тебя. So even there, even though it's not part of the same word, because it's grammatically attached to it, it ends up doing the same thing. Du meinst, es ist hier zusammengezogen? Oder? Yeah, even though it's not part of the same word. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Yes, these will be put together. As opposed to in the next line, we see it when it sounds just like it is. Vesela. Exactly. Then it's just a voiced V sound for us. Genau. Later in this... Third line after Viesela, mm -hmm. we have we have a word Penye. 
where we have an N followed by the soft sign, followed by a Y vowel. How much of a J glide do we need there? Also, es ist schon deutlich getrennt durch das Y, ne? Und das weiche Zeichen kann man sogar ähm, wie ein I nochmal andeuten. Penie. Penie. Dadurch, dass es kurz ist und, und kein Vokal in dem Sinne, wird das sowieso kleiner right. und kürzer. Aber es ist trotzdem wichtig, dass man es wie ein Vokal ansetzt. Yeah. Penie. Und dann das je mit dem I trennen. You can almost pronounce it as though there's an I, a lowercase I, after the palatalized N. Since it's not really a vowel, it will be short. But it's important that the consonant has a slight vowel in it. And then the J-glide will be separate from that. With a real J-glide. Yes. So that it really, we're finishing out that pien with a softer N, with a palatal N. Genau. And then adding another genau. J-glide on genau. top of it. Genau. Ist yeah. richtig getrennt. Mhm. Exactly. Well, and like I said with siegda, that we have these these consonants that will unvoice if they're in front of an unvoiced consonant. Mm. We also have consonants that unvoice at the ends of words. Richtig. Usch. Vor allem, danach kommt auch ein Konsonant und auch deswegen wird das noch weicher. Usch, kak. Especially because there's also an unvoiced consonant after it. So it's unvoiced. Usch. Ist dann ähm, stimmlos. Okay. So if the word that's after it would start with a, with a voiced consonant, Could this usch stay usch if it goes into something that's voiced? Wenn danach ein Vokal kommt, zum Beispiel. Also es gibt zum Beispiel auch dieses Wort mit einem Vokal dahinter, usche, mm -hmm. dann ist es stimmhaft. Okay. Wenn danach ein Vokal kommt, dann yeah. noch okay. mm -hmm. If a vowel came after it, for example, like in the word usche, then it's voiced. Russian is also very, has very strong Uh, stresses and yeah. very strongly unstressed syllables mm -hmm. and even like full words like this P-O and it's not a strong syllable, this becomes just an, a dark A, right? This just becomes Pa. Pa, genau. Pa, weil ähm, das eben unbetont ist und deswegen wird das O, was geschrieben ist, nicht richtig wie ein O ausgesprochen, sondern wie ein kurzes, dunkles A. Yes, since it's unstressed, this O will not be pronounced like an O, but as a short, dark A. Pa, pa, mastu, mastochko. And there we see all these O's before here, mm -hmm. before that third, which is one, two, three, before the fourth O, all mm -hmm. of them are just unstressed. Richtig. So only one of them actually becomes a closed O. Ja, mastu, und das letzte O ist das einzige, was betont ist und wie ein richtiges O ausgesprochen wird. And the last O is the only one with stress. So it's the only one that is really pronounced as an O. The, the Ch is mm -hmm. always a soft consonant, right? So it's always a little Ch, Ch. Ch mit einem kleinen I noch irgendwie. Ch, Q, Ch, Q. Yeah. Sehr weich. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I think we forget that these Ch and mm -hmm. Sh, Sh and Sh, they all have sort of a palatal or a non-palatal placement too. Mit so einem weichen, weichen, weicher Mischung noch dazu. Ja. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes, with a little softness mixed into it. When we get into the aria proper, one of the first things we come up to is the, the word K, <laughs> because it is actually a word all in its own. That's, I think, uh, learning the Russian language, for me, the prepositions that are one letter, 
We're the hardest ones to keep straight. But we have a K before a phonetic G sound. Mm. What do we want to do with that? Das wird praktisch zusammengezogen. Das kannst du auch gar nicht trennen. Manchmal ähm, wird das getrennt im Text durch einen Vokal. Mhm. Es gibt auch Fälle, wo das dann Ko und irgendwas heißt. Ne? Aber wenn das zusammen, wenn das nur ein K ist und danach kommt ein ähnlicher Konsonant, nur stimmhaft, geht das gar nicht anders, dass man es zusammenzieht. Grusti. Man kann es versuchen, dieses K ein bisschen abzusetzen, aber man wird das nicht hören können. Ja. They'll be put together. You can't separate them. Sometimes it will be separated in a text by a vowel. But when it's only a K followed by a consonant in the same placement, but voiced, the K is assimilated into the G. You could try to separate them, but it won't be heard. So really, we, we basically almost stop it like a double G in Italian. In ja, a way, ja. almost, that mm -hmm. it, we sort of feel like a grust, we, ja. we stop the genau. sound. Genau, genau. Das, das kann man dadurch ein bisschen durch dieses etwas Verzögerte ja. machen. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can think of it that way through this slight hesitation. The word at the end of this line and the word two lines later, yeah. they basically look almost exactly the same and they're almost exactly mm. the same pronunciation, right? Ja, aber die Bedeutung ist eine ganz andere. Aha. Das sind wirklich zwei verschiedene Wörter. Tomnei heißt so verträumt vielleicht. Oh. So was grust. Das, das ist ein Adjektiv, was diese Traurigkeit beschreibt. Okay. Das bezieht sich also auf dieses Grusti. Ja. Und Tomnei ist auch ein Adjektiv, bedeutet aber dunkel. Mhm. Die Nacht, die wird dann beschrieben, die dunkle Nacht. Ja. Also die sind wirklich die... die Klingen ähnlich, sind aber von unterschiedlicher Bedeutung. Yes, but they are really two completely different words, with completely different meanings. The first is an adjective describing the sadness, something like sleepy. And the second word is also an adjective, but this one means dark, as in the dark night. And mm -hmm. the only real difference then is that one has a normal de dental T, right? Mm -hmm. We have ja. a normal T for ja. Tomne, and we have the palatal T Because of the, genau. the Jovel. Genau, weil, weil der Vokal so, so weich ist. Dann yeah. verändert sich de, das T auch. Exactly. Since the vowel is so soft, the consonant is also altered. Tomnei wird dann weich. Ja. Tomnei. Tomnei. Sometimes we get the soft sign at the ends of words, which we've seen before, but at the beginning of that line, we see it with the letter L. Because otherwise, yeah. if it's not going to be... If it's not if it's not going to has if it doesn't have a uh, one of the yet or yo those yeah, kinds of yeah, vowels yeah. behind it then the l is very much the American l mm. right it's very far back dunkel yeah. dunkel it's very mm. dunkel it's mm. very dark mm. but when it has the soft sign how far mm -hmm. front do we bring that es ist so als würdest du nach dem l auch noch ein i sprechen wollen i vor allem bei diesem Wort ist es so, dass es eigentlich eine Abkürzung ist. Das, Wort, das eigentliche Wort heißt Ili. Oh. Und das Ili kommt nur zustande, weil die Silben sonst zu viele wären. Ja. Verstehst du? Also um diese, diese dichterische, äh, den Rhythmus zu bekommen. Ja, so it's poetic. Genau. They took it away. Genau, genau. Aber eigentlich heißt das Wort Ili und deswegen ist es so eine... Andeutung von einem zweiten I nach dem L. Okay. Und das Ganze macht es weicher und es bringt das L nach vorne noch. Ja. Ili, genau. Ja. Und das ist auch ganz leicht. Die Zunge ist ganz leicht. Ili. Ja. Ili. Ili. 
It's as though through the L you say an E. Especially in this word, which is a contraction, the real word is ili. And to maintain the correct number of syllables in the phrase, the poet has taken out the second syllable here. Because of this, the L must be palatalized and therefore very soft. And since we're on these the soft signs, the next word, mm -hmm. the next line in the infinitive, we get this on at the end of every infinitive verb, right? A soft sign. Genau. And there we really hear Es ist dasselbe Prinzip. Also beim Singen ist es auch ganz wichtig, vor allem, dass man nach dem T, dass, dass man anstelle vom weiche Zeichen immer sich ein I vorstellt. Ja. Auch wenn die, die Zeit nicht da ist und wenn praktisch auch kein Ton da ist, musst du immer ein I denken. Dann klappt es. Ja. It's the same principle. And especially in singing, it's very important to think of an E sound at every soft sign. Even if there's no time and even if there's no pitch, think a lowercase i and it'll work. And all, I mean, that one almost ends up sounding to our ears as though it's an S. I know a lot of people hear yeah. that and they think it sounds like yeah. but it's not that. No, no. Nee, es ist auf gar keinen Fall. Es ist viel, viel besser, das kurz und schlank zu halten und danach ein Vokal noch zu denken. Dann kommt ein richtiger Klang zustande. It's not an S. Really think of an E and that will make it better. When we get the S followed by the CH, which is a, a palatalized consonant, so the CH is always already high. Yeah. But this doesn't end up being an S and a CH anymore, right? Genau, das, das wird ganz anders ausgesprochen, als es geschrieben wird. In diesem Fall, und, und wirklich eigentlich nur in diesem Fall, wird das ausgesprochen wie ein Exactly. This is pronounced differently than it's written. Only in this case, it will be spoken as sh, sh, which is the W with the hook. Genau. Schiss lieber, schiss lieber. Vor allem interessant ist auch das A danach. Das ist auch kein, kein richtiges offenes A, sondern auch etwas verfärbtes. Schiss lieber, schiss lieber. The A after it is also interesting. This isn't pronounced as a real A sound, but it's shaded a little bit. Schiss lieber, schiss lieber. So it's not even scha, it's schiss lieber. And there's even a T in this word in the middle, between the S and the L, between the two syllables, but do we need to pronounce it? Genau, das wird nicht ausgesprochen. Okay. Richtig. The T isn't pronounced. Yeah, there's, there are a few things in Russian where the, the consonants don't all need to get pronounced. Genau. Well, and as opposed to two lines later, we have the actual, the sh, mm -hmm. which is just a W without the hook. And this would be sort of the, I would say, the, the harder version, right? This is the, the version that's not palatalized. Genau, genau. Das ist eine, eine um, harte Version von mm -hmm. Yes, this is a harder version. Shalavliva. And you can hear the ah there is a different, completely different sound than this. Ja. Beide unbetont. Deswegen sind sie auch nicht so genau wie ein A. Ne? Both of the ahs are unstressed. And that's why they aren't really a perfect ah sound. In the word rebionkam, do, does the N before the K need to go back and become like bank? Does it become N or does it stay as a phonetic das N? Das bleibt vorne. 
das, das ist eigentlich ein richtiges Ende. It stays as a real N. Ribbonkam. Ribbonkam. Alles ganz, yeah. ganz vorne. So we keep it at the front. Genau. There are also certain consonants that never let never get to be palatalized and they can affect the vowel that follows them. Es wird nicht weich, genau, sondern umgekehrt, der Vokal wird dunkel. Yeah. Riesen. It won't be soft. In fact, just the opposite. The vowel will change and become darker. Riesen. Yeah. Genau. So instead of this U looking letter, <laughs> that mm -hmm. should be this usually a phonetic E, we get the The I with the slash. We get the our favorite Russian vowel. Genau. Riesen. And this can happen across word boundaries too, like we have in the next line. Как и прежде. So if you separate them, you say как и. But if you don't, if you run them together, what happens to it? Genau. Das wird dann auch etwas dunkler, fast zu einem i, und das wird auch zusammengezogen. Как и прежде. Exactly. They'll be put together and the lowercase i, e vowel, will become the e vowel. Как и прежде. Как и прежде. Man kann, je nachdem wie das äh, mit, den, mit den Tönen unterstützt wird, kann man das etwas heller oder dunkler machen. Das kann man auch selber entscheiden. Yeah. Как и прежде. Depending on the way it's set, these words could be separated and then the lowercase i would remain intact. That's a choice that could be made. So if it runs together, we want to change, we want to mm. be a slightly more of the yeah. uh, uh, vocal, genau. vocal, vowel, <laughs> and not, not as bright, not genau. as closed. Genau. Palatalized consonants can cause a little confusion. Many people try to say a J-glide after the consonant, but when a consonant is palatalized, the J-glide is actually part of the consonant. The difference between palatal and palatalized is very subtle, and you heard me realize that I was using the wrong word in the interview. Palatal consonants are pronounced on the hard palate, and we've seen those before in Czech with ny, d, and t, as well as in Italian words like gigli and lasagna. Palatalized means that the actual pronunciation of the consonant occurs somewhere else, but with a secondary articulation moving towards the hard palate. So in general, the consonant isn't formed with the flat, wide part of the tongue in the same way that we heard in Czech. As an example, think about where you would normally say a dental thi, and then move your tongue into an e position, ti. So we don't want to say fsie, we want the s to have a higher placement. And if the consonant at the end of the word is palatalized, we really need to hear that distinction, as we do in the word for life. Kenneth Griffith says in his book Russian Diction for Singers and Coaches that both the soft L and the soft N are virtually identical to the lambda and the enye, respectively. So should you choose to use those symbols for your own transcriptions, it would probably work. In the word shasliva, Katya said that the first a sound is a little shaded and not a pure a. This also goes for the last vowel in this word, which we've transcribed with the upside down v, familiar to us from English diction in words like up and us. This final vowel could also be transcribed as a schwa, 
not the French schwa, which is based on the open OE, nor the German, which is based on an open epsilon E, but a sound closer to the American schwa. One last thing. The word PO, which we've said here is PA in PA MASTU MASTOCHKU, due to the poetic stress of the language, should actually be pronounced PO with a real Russian O sound. PO MASTU MASTOCHKU. In the phrase after it, however, everyone sings it as PA in PA KALINOVIM DOSOCHKAM. Ах, Таня, Таня, всегда мечтаешь ты, а я так не в тебя. Мне весело, когда я пенье слышу. Уж как по мосту мосточку. По калиновым досочкам. Я не способна грусти томной. Я не люблю мечтать в тиши. Иль на балконе Ночью темной вздыхать из глубины души. Зачем вздыхать, когда счастливо мои дни юные? Текут. Я беззаботна и шаловлива. Меня ребенком все зовут. Мне будет жизнь всегда. Всегда мила, и я останусь, как и прежде, подобно ветреной надежде, резва, беспечно, весела. This interview with Ekaterina Zapiega-Klein was conducted by Ellen Rissinger. Phonetic transcription by Ellen Rissinger. This has been the Diction Police Special Diction Unit, a production of Singing Diction GBM.